Well, good morning, everybody. It's a Dirty Thursday. Yeah, that's right. The Bullring Boys are back. Chad Hoff in the studio. And we're talking racing families today on GFBS. Joining us, NLRA late model driver Blake Anderson. His mom, Robin Anderson, is here. Dad, Steve, check it out. And Sam is at work. Well, we got half of the Andersons here anyway. Show today, by the way, brought to you by Thunder Rays Auto Repair. There's a new auto repair shop in Grand Forks. It is Thunder Rays Auto Repair. And I tell you what, Thunder Rays does it all. General auto repair, oil changes and maintenance, brakes and suspension, fuel and ignition diagnostics, engine and tranny work. And Thunder Rays loves working on hot rods and muscle cars. You know, the nice thing is you're not going to drop dead of a heart attack when you get that bill either. Call or schedule an appointment, 701-757-0287, or go online to thunderrays.com and check out Thunder Rays Auto Repair on Facebook. Awesome Facebook page. Yeah, there's a new auto repair shop in town. It's Thunder Rays Auto, 2315 North Washington Street in Grand Forks. Thunder Rays Auto. Well, if you have any questions... For myself, Chad Hoff, Robert, or Blake Anderson, feel free to call or text. Our phone number here is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. All right, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, I just found out that there's no popcorn in popcorn shrimp. Guess there's no reason to try pot roast, is there? <laughs> Oh, what'd you think of that one, Chad? I, uh, I'm kind of thinking, uh-oh, this is getting... That's definitely a Dirty Thursday joke for sure. Uh, not going to try the pot roll. <laughs> awesome. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, man? I am doing great. I'm hanging out here. It's a beautiful Friday or a Thursday. Friday? Yeah, Thursday. Are yeah, we Thursday. doing this show on Friday Thursday. next year? No, we're not. We're going to stay Thursdays? Yep, we are. We uh, might do a couple of special editions okay. on Friday. Uh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Probably like the World of Outlaws and some of the bigger shows. Oh, okay. We'll do a Dirty Thursday special Friday edition. Special Friday edition. Yeah. Yep. Amanda Joe sent me a bunch of names that she wanted me to say and put on there. So I was like, huh, I wonder what I what are we going to do? If we're gonna, I don't think we're going to change it, I said. So mm-hmm. Amanda Joe, we're not changing. We're just going to do specials. Yeah. Yeah. And John and I are going to take the whole day off and we're just going to have, it's going to be a drunken special, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm oh, just, okay. just saying. Okay. game. I'm just saying, we might as well pregame <laughs> before the big game. Yeah. I'm just, I'm kidding. Kind of like we have to uh, call for a drive to the racetrack, not yeah. ride home. Yeah, Amanda, can you give us a ride into the pits for us? <laughs> um, yeah. So Sam just texted me and said, "Zoom me in now." Okay, oh. Sam, let's oh. do that. Ten minutes into the show. Yeah. Um, I told her if she could call in to call in, but um, anyway. Robin and Blake Anderson. Sam, we can't just zoom you in right now because we're already set up. We'd have to bring a computer out here and all of that kind of stuff. That takes a whole other team to come in and take care of that stuff. It does. It does. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Robin and Blake Anderson, how are you guys? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. Robin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. Nervous, Blake? Yes. (laughs) Are you nervous, Robin? A little bit. A little bit. yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know why you got to be nervous. It's just us. You've seen us before. I know. I know you guys. But don't think the cameras are here because they're not really on. This is just all a play. Just pretend. Yeah, it's yeah, all. Pretend yeah, pretend cameras. This isn't live at all. I'm, you know, thousands of people are going to be streaming this later, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
by the way, if you didn't notice our new addition uh, up on the wall there. That is awesome. Yeah, we got a, a door from Blake Anderson. It's got the GFBS sticker That is on there. so cool. Yeah. Our very first door in the studios. That is GFBS. so cool. Yeah. Um, all right. We're, we're, the whole deal about this show today is uh, racing families. Now, when yes. I think of a racing family, you know, you think of a lot of different families. But, okay, we got uh, Blake here, NLRA mm-hmm. light model driver. Uh, your dad, Steve, also drives a late model. Robin, you, I mean, you're all over at the racetrack. Tell us a little bit, besides being a mom <laughs> and a husband. I'm a husband? Or well, a mom and a wife. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Wait a minute. That's I better have happened. another bush lot. Today. Yeah, she has no clue. Uh, uh, <laughs> besides being a racing mom like. and a racing yeah. wife, yeah, you do a lot of stuff at River City Speedway, uh, also with NLRA. Uh, tell us what all you do with racing. Oh, boy. Um, where to start? No. Um, I mean, yes, for the NLRA, I'm the secretary-treasurer. Okay. So I've been doing that. Oh, my gosh. i got to think about that. Probably about 15 years. You didn't know this was going to be a test, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say my husband's good with dates, which he usually is. Right. Um, and then I'm, I, I don't remember how many years ago Then I kind of started helping out. I mean, even though we've been racing forever, I started helping out. In the beer garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now they kind of needed help at the back gate. So I help with that. Okay. Um, now, was Steve into racing before you married him? He was, yeah. He actually was in a hobby stock. Okay. That was in 92. Uh-huh. I do know that. Um, he started late model in 94. Okay. And we, I mean, technically I knew who he, knew who he was. We knew each other throughout the years before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Crazy story is when I did first interact with him he ended up calling me a female dog (laughs) before we got married and everything that's kind of a funny story not the b word well yeah pretty much um it was a long it's a long story but it was funny actually so then a couple years later or not couple i should say yeah five six years later we actually met um and it was through um troy shill and and Mm. dana shill um, basically because they hung out and that's how we got together Mm -hmm. and uh it's been that ever since i mean Pretty much. And I was kind of new. Not new. I've been going to the races since I was in high school as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I met my husband or got together with him, yeah, I didn't really know how, you know, you go out in the pits and you're like, oh, God, this is kind of interesting. What's going on here? Well, I have this one thing that I, I do got to share because it just brings, I mean, it, it's one thing that I always remember. And back when Greg Froker used mm-hmm. to race, mm-hmm. he was parked next to us. Yeah. And I'm standing at the trailer. And, of course, there was a scuffle on the track with Stephen Cro- oh, uh, Froker. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm standing at the trailer watching them both come in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, oh. That's okay. Oh, shit. That's okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say it frequently on the show, so I mean, you're okay. So then I'm like, I see Steve get out of the car. I see Froker get out of the car. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm just going, first time out there, you know, well, Steve's got steering wheel in his hand he mm-hmm. kept the steering wheel and i'm like okay steve little Froker tall yep oh yep yeah so anyway needless to say it all worked out in the end but i said to steve why did you have that why did you take your steering wheel with you he goes well hello do you see the size of him and me and I'm like, oh you got a point i'm gonna so, smack him right in the kneecap <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take him out of the knees so anyway i was kind of like oh this is intriguing yeah i like you know but mm-hmm. yeah did you get the itch from there? I mean, do you, I mean, obviously, dirt track racing goes through the whole family now. I mean, yeah. so for you, being behind the scenes with all the guys, I mean, what do you notice from year to year? And like, do you miss it throughout the off season, like as much as these drivers do? I do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
it's, I mean, it is nice to take a break. Don't get me wrong, you right. know, but, oh, of course. I mean, you make so many friends out there oh, throughout yeah. the years. Yes. And, and, I mean, granted, you may not speak a lot during the off season, but once it comes race yeah. season, it's like, oh, I missed you. I missed you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, you kind of get, you know, you kind of get used to them being parked here, 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 here. Yeah. And, and, and like me, you know, every Friday night or whatever race night yep. we're at, I, I always go through the pits and I try to talk to as many people as I can you know, with a little bit of time I have, but... You're used to seeing the same people in the same places. It was a little bit different last year, of course, because uh, no Canadian racers here. But, okay, so we fast forward. Uh, then along comes Sam. And Sam, by the way, if you are still <laughs> listening, you can call us if you want. We'll put you on, 701-213-0863. Sam came along, Sam and, came along. And, and Sam is she's a 50-50 girl. Yep. And she is so passionate about doing this. Doesn't she have like a 50-50 tattoo on her somewhere? She does, on her finger. On her finger. Yep. And then along <laughs> comes That's Blake. Awesome. And there's Blake. <laughs> it's obvious how you got your start in racing, Blake. Um, tell us, though, your journey. How did you, I mean, yeah, granted, Steve, you know, your dad races, but tell us, walk us through your start in racing. Well, I think it was back in 2009, my dad first bought me a go-kart, mm-hmm. and about halfway through the year, he had to go somewhere racing, I believe, and I totaled the cart, Uh-oh. <laughs> head on into a concrete wall. Oh, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> anyway. Um, there so goes then, my other question. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> but pretty much, I raced go-karts for about eight years. Mm-hmm. I won, I don't know. Probably twenty some races. Yep. One championship, and then what was it? Two thousand seventeen. He first bought me a street stock, but I had knee surgery that year, so I wasn't allowed to race. Mm-hmm. So the following year, I first hopped in at the big track, and it was probably, you know, it was probably the funnest day of my life because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that growing up. That's all it was. But then you go out five races in and total the car. <laughs> so I think I remember that. Yeah. Um, I, I ran down there. I actually thought you were hurt. You were a little vocal in the car. It was, oh! It was, it was yeah. a weird noise. Like, it was a weird noise? It was like there was a wounded animal, <laughs> wild and big. Can you can you portray the, the noise? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's not. I wish my pug was still alive. Oh, my gosh. Similar, but, um, so I popped my head up, and I said, uh, are you okay? And you're just, yeah, you were a little mad at yourself. But, um, okay, continue. Well, and then <laughs> continue. <laughs> Go, continue with your story, sir. I'm sorry, that was just hilarious. Okay. He fixed the car about or the week later, mm-hmm. and then a couple weeks later, hit the other side of the wall. <laughs> so, um, I gotta put the microphone away. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard at his story. It's not that funny. No, but, but he's just laughing at himself. Yeah. He's just laughing. He's like, yeah, I wrecked one side of the car, hit a, hit a concrete barrier. Then uh, my dad fixed the car the next week. And, uh, well, I hit the other side of the barrier the next week. <laughs> so pretty oh. much I own 50% of the track due to that. There you go. There it is. Yeah. There. I like that. Boom. There. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and, you know, the... Uh, 2019, my dad was debating on whether to let me keep racing street stock or just hop in the late model, and that's when he decided to put me in the late model, and that's pretty much where I'm at now. And, um, and, and doing pretty good, if I might add. You know, you're holding your own as when you can. Uh, the thing is, is uh, this year you had another accident happen this year. 
And I wasn't part of that one, and I was scared. Shitless. Yeah. That was a tough one, dude. Uh, when you were parked there on the exit of corner number four, and I came down there, and we had to get people to help you out, what was going through your head, like how bad it was? Well. We're talking about accidents. We might as well keep on going. Yeah. I mean. I, I mean um, yeah. Quite frankly, all I remember is coming off a of turn four. I think yeah. I hit a little bit of slime because they just watered the track, you know, and it was however many laps it was. Sure. And I remember I hit Dowling, and it was just weird. We hit tire to tire, like it, we were dead even. Yeah. And then it just shot the car to the right, and I just, there was no time to react, and everything blacked out the moment. I remember going up in the air and nothing else and stopping off a of turn four. Yep. And when I tried, you know, we have bars on the top of our roll cage. I grabbed them to pull myself up. But I could not put any weight on my left leg. I couldn't feel it at yeah, all. Yeah, I remember that. And it was just weird, you know. It, I wasn't in any pain, beside, you know, unless I moved it. If I didn't move it, I was fine. But um, that's when all you guys came over to help me, and I thank you for that. Don't um, thank me. I was making sure you're well, good. It's the guys behind me yeah. that follow behind me that usually beat me yeah. there, for sure. Um, but they, they do a great job of making sure you're extracted the right way. And Scott and crew and Mike and the guys, I mean, they do an awesome, awesome job. Awesome job, yeah. Uh, we've had them on the show. They're great guys, yeah. great people. Uh, so, no, I just I remember that this year. And, and then you, I think you went to the hospital that yeah. night, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was watching, I was trying to tweets or whatever I can do. John and I were talking mm-hmm. like, hey. I just heard because they told me like Blake went to the just to check over everything, and then lo and behold, here comes the nine car back out on the track again a couple weeks later. <laughs> Here's that red and black nine, and then you go down for your birthday, and just then, then I was just like, "That's this is awesome." Yeah, and uh, those kind of things scare you a little bit. Thank thank God it wasn't a um, dislocated hip; it was just yeah. uh, it was severely bruised. Yeah, I was stiff and sore the next morning, but my dad still put me to work. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, well, yeah, you wrecked the one side of the car. You wait gotta, a minute, wait a minute. You yeah. mean your dad, the one that's not here? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I kept telling the ER people, I said, I want to make it back. I still got a race to watch, and I got a car to load and all this and that. Yeah. I got back right as soon as the outlaw race ended, and I was pretty bummed out. Oh, jeez. Oh. Um, I want to answer yeah. a couple of texts. By the way, Samantha, Sam is watching. She says, hi, Mom. Hi, bro. Uh, Amanda Joel, I love starting the race night, seeing Robin's smiling face at the pit gate. <clears throat> uh, Terry. What? Yeah. I smile. do smile. She's always smiling. I know. You always smile. I always smile. Oh, then yeah, I, I lost it. To. I always uh, wave at you crazy. I'm always doing this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Terry Matichek, a great family. Uh, a lot of people watching up in Canada today, too. Uh, Helen, I believe that is your mom. Well, yeah. Says, my daughter and grandson, Blake. Very proud of you, Blake. All right. Uh, That's that? awesome. Aww. And uh, again, if you have any questions for uh, Blake or Robin or Chad or myself, again, our phone number is 701-213-0863. So, so I have a question for somebody okay. watching. Okay, Can go I ahead. Ask this? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So anybody watching, um, when we were talking about Blake and his accident going to the hospital, um, and I know we're not the only ones that have been to the hospital with a race car accident. Um, we're just having some problems running through insurance, having insurance pay it. So we're just looking for some advice on what do we need to do, you know, to get insurance to cover his medical side of it because they're wanting us to run it through our 
Car insurance. Car insurance. Yeah. How, how does that work? But it, it wasn't a car. I mean, yes, it was a car accident, but it wasn't a car accident. So right. No, this is extra out there, Yeah. Has yeah. any you know advice if you were in an accident at the track and how to, how we can do this with help? Well, I tell you what, racing family out there listening to us, you guys, you guys should chime in on this. I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing. I mean, that's an exp- that's a huge expense, and you yes, pay it is. you pay a health insurance for a reason, right? And like you said, this is not a well, it's an automotive accident, but it's not one of your insured right. motor vehicles. It's not one that's uh, like legalized to go on the highway. Yeah, this is a totally different program. This is an extracurricular mm-hmm. activity. They should cover this. Uh, if you guys are hearing us out there, let's let's try to see if we can do it for the Anderson family and see if we can help them out on that. You know what else you could do is stay out of the wall. <laughs> I just had to add that in there. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> you just, I'm sorry. Um, oh, that was good. I'll we have try. some more text sorry. here. I just want to set. Uh, Robin, do you get anxiety when Blake races? Do you watch? Oh, man. Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, Steve, not so much anymore because you're just used to seeing him race. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? However, I don't like starts and I don't like restarts. So if you see me, you'll see me like this. I mean, granted, I am looking, but I, I hate starts and restarts. And then you get both of them on the track at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> so then I'm going, husband, son. Okay, no, just let's follow the sun right now because yeah. I know Steve's will be okay, you know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's to be expected. That's a parent I mean, thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's still your baby, right? right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we know, I know some, some families that they don't watch. Oh, right. They yep. won't they won't watch while their while their kids are racing and then after the fact then they'll or unless they get used to it until they get used to it. Right. You know? They just won't they won't watch that happen. And uh, by the way, Heather says call the insurance commissioner's office. Insurance commissioner. Um got a question. Heather McDonald? Yes. Yep. Thank Hi, you, Heather. Heather. Uh tip from an agent, yeah, call the insurance Heather. commission's office. That's a tip from the agent that Heather gave us. Um uh, got a question for you, Blake. Uh, yeah. After you returned from the hospital, now we're going into the meat and meat and potatoes. This thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> what shoes were you wearing? Um, well, that's that's a funny story too. <laughs> that's so, oh, asking. that's why he's asking. Um, and by the way, thanks, Sam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my the oh, pit people I was with that night, they took the car home, and all my clothes and everything were in there because all I had was my racing gear on still. <clears throat> So Sam had her pink pair of Crocs in there that were two sizes too small. So I was walking around the pits with green shorts and pink pair of Crocs. You were styling and profiling. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> well, no, not for you with the Crocs. He, you, you know what Crocs he wears at night. So he's, it's not a big deal. They're I'm the Croc master. He is. I mean, I got my Crocs on right now. People, yeah, are, people are wondering. I got what, my winter ones in the back. People are wondering uh, what colors are going to have the next weekend. You know, that's, that's John Roberts and his Crocs. Yep. Uh, I love Crocs. But um, you're okay. Yes. You, you, you got over everything, and now we're going to talk about the new season here in just a minute. Okay? We're going to talk about uh, making a little money here first. Hey, if you need an oil change and you need it fast, like yesterday, uh, then you need to go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Grand Forks. Uh, there's basically no wait time. You basically pull right up. They put you in, and it takes about 20 minutes. Uh, you can sit in your car while they change your oil, or maybe you do a little shopping at Best Buy or Target. Uh, but they do more than just the oil change while you're sitting there, too. Uh, they're going to check your tires, your battery, your head and your taillights, your wiper blades, your cabin air filter, your fluids, all that stuff. And, you know, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they do tranny and coolant flushes, too. Uh, you don't need an appointment, either. It's timely service. Definitely will not slow you down. You can sit right in your vehicle. 
but make sure you mention GFBS, that you heard this on Grand Fork's Best Source for an additional $7 savings on your oil change. If you can't leave work, you live in Grand Fork's, they'll come and pick your car up, too. That is cool, locally owned and operated, and they're open seven days a week, and yes, they are really fast. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street, or call 701-780-8462. Now make sure you tell them that you heard this ad on Grand Fork's Best Source. Boring boys are back. Chad Hoff and myself, along you with the racing half of the dead. racing family, uh, Blake and Robin Anderson. Let's see if we got any other things here. Anything um, else popping up? Uh, Jody Borgendander. Says, woohoo, Robin. Robin. <laughs> I, Hi, Jody. I, yeah. Seen her. She was home here quite a bit here in the last few months, but it's been a while since she's back up. Um, anyway, we're talking about racing families. Of course, Steve Anderson. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, we Uh-oh. might have a call. Oh. Let's see. Hi, GFBS. This is Sam. Huh? Oh, Sam is on. It's Sammy, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Are you working hard? No, it's not very busy yet. Yeah, not very busy yet. You ready for 50-50 no. this year? I am. I got to get my tattoo touched up. Uh-oh. You got any funny stories about your mom or your brother? Oh, who laughed right there? Who's? Well, you already oh. mentioned him, how he hit the wall so many times. <laughs> That's they're daily thing they're thinking Sam. about naming that corner after Blake. Yeah. <laughs> and Anderson Skid. Okay, okay, we want to ask you this, Sam. What's it like yes. being in a family that is consumed by racing? I, I, I would think it would be really cool. It's, it's very enjoyable. It's all of, like, I consider everyone that races with us as a racing family. Um, yeah. I do get more anxious when Blake's out there. I've cried <laughs> multiple times when Blake yes, has gotten a wreck. <laughs> Whereas yeah. my dad, I'm just like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. You just love your he, little he, brother, don't you? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to broadcast that live, just sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to most for this upcoming year, Sam? Um, just hopefully being able to have a normal race season. Well, good. I hope so, too. Hey, don't work too hard today, okay? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe you got some money. <laughs> Never do. Sam, thanks for calling in. Yeah. Hey. Bye, Mom. Bye, Blake. Bye, John. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, Sam, on the phone. Uh, let's see here if I can figure that out. You know it's bad when the phone is smarter than yourself or me. Um, all right, Blake, plans for 2021? Uh, I'm sure you've seen the, 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 well, at least the River City Speedway track schedule. Uh, NLRA, I haven't seen the whole schedule yet, but what is your 2021 season going to look like? Uh, just to mostly run River Cities every weekend and then hit up the NLRA tour. Mm-hmm. The tracks I want to go to. Yeah. So, um, what, what tracks are on the bucket list for you to go to? Uh, Greenbush, Devil's Lake. And then I liked Ada. Had a couple rough patches there last year. Right. Don't want to talk about it. No. Okay. Um, Did it involve a wall? No. Oh, then we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, like, don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a whole different story there. Um, And then Jamestown. And if we get to race at Lisbon, I really enjoyed Lisbon when we went there. Right. Yeah. any tracks further, like the west of here? Any, any tracks further than Devil's Lake and Jamestown? I know they have some NLRA stuff out there. I mean, if Williston were to come back on, yep. I, would, I would not mind trying to go to that. Right. Or maybe, what's the other one? Was it? Well, Dickinson has. Dickinson or 
Dickinson Mine. has some. Minor has some. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see how yeah. it goes. But the only crappy thing about doing some of that is, you know, they the, all tracks appreciate whoever comes and races with them. That's hundred percent. You can hear that all the time. But when tracks race on a Sunday, that's always tough. Yeah. That's that's the tough thing. And I understand that because on Monday morning, we still have the full-time job to worry about. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, we all have to go back to work that next day. Mm-hmm. So, it, but those are, that's a, that's a big track list. Just saying the ones you want to go to. I mean, that's, that's pretty aggressive for you. Not alone, let them know the river city schedule is yeah. aggressive, yeah. but if the tracks you, you, you clicked off there, you know, they're pretty proximity that yeah. it'd probably be pretty cool to, to attend those and see that one thing I want I want to go see Ada. I haven't, I haven't made it Me down neither. there. No, uh, John and I were talking about going down there and, and just going out and riding together. Cause it's easier to obviously going together and yeah. Uh, check check out Ada too. So, twenty twenty one's coming up, but we we know we're on the down. I'm 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 cross our fingers. We're on the downward slope of this COVID bull crap, and we think if everything's going to turn out really well for the state and everything else. What's your high expectations for twenty twenty one, and what do you want that nine car to do this year? Not spin out. <laughs> well, I was going to say start. That's a good start. Um, yeah, you know, just learn the car, get laps in. Who cares where I yep. finish? You know, yep. just got to learn the car is a big thing. You know, it's only my third year racing coming up and there's so many guys out there who have more experience under their belt. And I just, I don't want to make enemies on the track. I want to be friends with everyone. So Good. I just want to run my own race and have fun is what my dad tells me. It, that's, that's all you can expect. Honestly, yeah. you stay out of the big stuff, you know, keep out of the way if you, if you need be, but if you're up there, you got to run and you do that a hundred percent. I see that down the track. I, I see the way you're running sometimes, and I, I know you're you're giving her the gas, and then I know when you're pulling back too. Um, and I just see the experience coming in. It's going to get nothing but better for you, that's for sure. But look at the family you have behind you and the, and the support that you got coming. I think you got nothing but sunshine ahead of you, buddy. And I think you got to do really well. So I'm just excited for 2021 for yeah, him. No I'm kidding. pumped for him. I'm I'm pumped. Yes. Um, a couple of more texts. Uh, Mark Curtis Axelson from Ada. Uh, announcer up there, we'd love to have you in Ada anytime. Thanks, Mark Curtis. I hope hey, thanks, going Mark. Good over there. Uh, Jody Morgan Danner, wish they would run the late models here at Houston's, maybe I 90. Uh, oh, Gary, would Gary that Madison be? Says hi. Now, this is one I want to ask uh, before I get back to Blake here. Uh, Heather says, Remember the time we almost got Steve's ass kicked at the Anderson's Lake spot? <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> she had to cover the mouth. <laughs> Did... Oh, my gosh. Heather McDonald. Heather. That's funny. Um, you know, she probably could say the story better than I could because, you know, there was a little bit of alcohol, alcohol. involved in the situation. But and she you know, wasn't drinking with you guys? That's well, no, unbelievable. She was drinking, okay, yes, I was going to yes, say. Yes, but I think <laughs> she remembers it better than I do. And it was some guy drinking White Claw. It had to do with White Claw. Oh, oh no. Oh, here we go. We're going to pick on the White Claw guys. Yep. And that kind of, I mean, it, it just stemmed into something that it shouldn't have. But yeah, it was kind of funny after. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got poor Stephen Young, yeah, which who she was talking about, Stephen Young. Oh, yeah. well, okay. He was there okay. too, and so Jesus. Yep, pretty much. It's like leave <laughs> Jesus alone. Yeah, <laughs> he's a kind-hearted soul, people. Don't touch him. But it was funny. Yeah. It was a good time, but it was funny. I, I, I love that guy. That's the one guy there that we talk about. We don't see, talk to people very often during the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, with this show, John and I converse all the time, which is awesome. But Steven's one that I don't get to talk to much during the off season. And plus, he's traveling so much. But then during the races and starts again, he's 
back to tormenting me and hitting me in the head. And, what do you think uh, about this idea? Let's yeah. get Steven on the show. I think we, we need to. I think yeah. we need to. I think the stuff that he does at every different track and the backside stuff that he knows with him and Amanda, mm-hmm. oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, those two I mean, together are, yeah. For uh, I mean, he yeah. works with NLA, NLRA. He yeah. works with NOSA. He devils like Speedway. He's uh, speaker promotions. I mean, that guy goes everywhere. Um, he's been traveling this winter uh, down in Arizona, I think, Texas. He's with uh, Bray Braun and crew down there. So, I mean, that guy, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to have him on the show. I think it'd be funny as hell. Okay. I think uh, it'd be funny. Uh, according to Heather, she says, Sammy and I started making fun of a neighbor, and he thought Steven was my boyfriend, <laughs> so he wanted to kick his, you know what, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh, my I God. You, I bet you Steven could hold his own in a fight. As long as there's no hair pulling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be his downfall. Well, that could be his downfall. Just, you know, just like people in football, they can tackle by the hair and they grab by the hair and throw him down. Steven tries to run away. They're going to grab by his hair and throw him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, run, Steven. Run. run. Get out of here, Steven. Uh, Kaylee Elizabeth says, missed the lake days with the Anderson's crew at my grandparents' place on Union. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this thank is you, awesome. Kaylee. Yes, now, uh, I want to get back to Blake. Uh, you asked him his expectations of I his did. upcoming year, Chad. And he I'm said, excited. learn the car. Now, I wanna, uh, what I want to know, uh, Blake, how difficult was it, or maybe it wasn't, What's the difference between driving that street stock and then getting into one of these beasts of a late model? How much of a learning curve was there? If I'm going to be honest, I thought it was easier driving the late model than it was the street stock. Really? Oh, explain. The, you know, from racing go-karts for eight years, go-karts are a quick turn, same Mm -hmm. as a late model. So Mm -hmm. the steering I kind of had down when we did test and tune the first time. It's just the difficult part about the late models, keeping it loaded up on the right rear to keep it on the bars so it can rotate. Otherwise, you got to push or, you're, you know, you're obviously slower. Okay. But the street stock, it was just, you know, you got, it's just a normal stock steering. So you're turning so much to get it to, oh, sure. to rotate. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought late models were a lot easier to drive. It's just they're more... What's it? Sophisticated yeah. wise. Can can you power your way out of trouble more with a late model than you could a street stock? I mean, mash the throttle. Sometimes that can get you out of trouble. Yeah, kind of. And then you know the brakes are more aggressive on the late model. So if there is a wreck, yeah, you at least kind of have that to back on. If mm-hmm. you there is nowhere to go, you can at least hit the brakes and sure stop. Yep. But I mean, when, I, when you mentioned test and tune. How important is a test and tune at the beginning of the year for you? Um, I think starting out, it was really important because it was trying to get the car set up to where I wanted it mm-hmm. at the beginning and just learning everything. I think I did, what was it, like 50, 60 laps that first time out there? That was the first time actually... You're talking in Devil's Lake? Yeah, Devil's mm-hmm. Lake. Yeah, that's where you should have seen his face. I mean, I thought it was great. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Seriously, because I even said to Steve, I'm like when he first put him in the late model and we went to Devil's Lake to test test and tune it. And I said, I can't wait to see the kid's face because the horsepower is going to be huge mm-hmm, difference right. for this kid. And yeah, when he came in and we're, I mean, I'm standing there watching and yeah, he gets out of the car and just, I mean, it was just a smile. Oh, like, I bet. Oh man. You know, yeah. I'm like, so how's the horsepower? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and if people that don't know a lot about racing, uh, you can't just go show up at a racetrack any night you want and practice. 
Uh, there right. really is no practice. Yeah. If you're lucky to get a test and tune in before the season starts, uh, otherwise your practice is racing. Yeah. Uh, and, and the biggest and thing all is, there is Mother Nature always throws a freaking pickle in that test and tune yeah. sometimes too because it's the beginning of the season yep. and it's always damp or rain- raining and mm-hmm. or so if you can frozen yeah so if you can find test and tune spot i would encourage you to go do it you know that's the best thing to do out there is go out and just check everything over make sure the car is ready to go yeah. the worst thing you want to do um like even for the announcer side of thing i always call them gremlin gremlins in the press box you know we always have gremlins in the pest press box and something's not working right mm-hmm. or we can't hear this or they're not doing this we got to dial it in it's same thing for the drivers only if you don't dial it in correctly, it could cost you, you know, a car or, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think that's that's a perfect I'm, opportunity. For I that. myself have never had to go to the hospital because we had a gremlin up at the press yeah, box. Nope, that's but. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We we just said, not going to work tonight. And we're just going to go on without that. So, Robin, on your side of things, since we never really had a mom in here. No, this is um, the first. When we look at we always ask our dri- the drivers that come in or Amanda when she was here race nights when you're gearing up for that friday night race night what what do you do for race nights in general when the, everybody's getting ready to go we know what the drivers do what they gotta do the cars what's the mom do uh well usually it's you know when i get home it's always go out to the shop where they're working you know do you need help mm-hmm. do you need anything do you need help loading field jugs do you need help whatever right just to get you guys you try to help you know as much yeah. as you can and i mean because you want to make sure they get going and then it's just just kind of normally just wait for the action to start i mean would you would you yeah. worry more about things if you weren't working at the track when you got there uh maybe take your mind off it a little bit or not no not so much okay. i mean i think i just uh, yeah it's so weird i mean you just get so used to it that you know like i i know somebody said to me and i was on the corner when blake hit with the late model you know and and sam immediately mm-hmm. right down and i just sat there you know right. cuz i'm like I can't do anything. You know what I mean? You can't. You're do helpless. Anything. Yeah. Right. I'm helpless. However, am I worried? Absolutely. But it doesn't do any good to go. Oh my god! Oh my god! Blah, 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 blah. Are you okay? Which they're well protected in those vehicles. Oh yeah. Those oh cars. yeah. So I mean, I have no concern. I mean, do, yes, I know bad accidents can happen, and you don't want to see them happen. But for the most part, they're better protected than we are in our vehicles. Yeah, odds well, are yeah. if you, you got know, an accident on the way home from work, you'd probably get hurt worse than you would yeah. in a race car, even though they look bad. Uh, by the way, Travis Strandell, thanks for watching. And Travis, we are going to be getting a hold of you too because uh, we want you on the show coming up. But Terry Blacklance uh, just texted. He said, thanks, Robin, for all she does. She's always willing to help and answer questions. And Steve was always great for offering late model help when I hopped in. Great family. Uh, You guys, you got to like hearing stuff like that. Um, (laughs) Matt, by the way, just texted me on my phone. Uh, You'd be drinking more if you didn't work. Oh, God. (laughs) He's probably right. (laughs) I just didn't want to say that. Well, it's funny because it seems like I drink more and I'm working. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Who helps you with the car? I mean, besides family. Um, well, obviously, you know, you got my dad, mm-hmm. big, and you got Dale Conzi. He yep. comes out sure. and helps mostly on my dad's car, but when I need help, he's always there to show me in the right direction and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the racetrack, we had Casey McGovin, my dad's old pick guy. He's okay. He's come around now that I'm racing. And then my high school buddy, Taylor Ganyan. He always comes out every Friday and helps me on the car. He does all the 
little stuff so I don't have to really worry about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still do all the like torque in the lugs because I don't trust them on that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one thing I will That's, say about uh, stopping by your dad's race trailer at night uh, before the races, always get food. Oh. He's always got good food Jimmy in there. John's. Yeah. 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 Jimmy John's. Gotta like yeah. the Jimmy John's. And, and uh, when you talk about Conzi, uh, I tell you what, funny dude, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he likes to make a lot of jokes. Yeah. I, I mean, even look at some of his Facebook posts. They're, <laughs> they're pretty darn funny. Um, how important is it to have a little bit of fun when you're working on these race cars? Because it's daunting. I mean, okay, let's go through a week here first. Um, say you only race Friday night. What's your weekend and the rest of the week look like? Because there's usually a lot of work that goes into it. So when you get home Friday night, what do you do and work us through how you prepare for the next week? Well, um, I usually just let the car sit on the trailer until the morning because we don't want to wake the neighbors up or anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Saturday, it's usually unloading the cars, put them in the shop, or I mean... Washing the cars outside and then putting them in the shop, taking the tires off, washing them, grinding them. And then mainly during the week, you're going to your work and coming home and bolt checking, fixing anything that needs to be fixed, straightening tin. And it, there's a little time-consuming stuff, mm-hmm. greasing all the heims. And now, when, when you say grinding tires, if somebody doesn't know what you're talking about, what do you mean, Blake? I don't know. You mean like grinding them with <laughs> so, a grinder, getting yeah. all the crap off them? Kind so what happens is they go through there, and they get a, there's a, a big old grinder they use, and there's a spin table, if they have a spin table or not. Yep. Okay? So then they'll go through, and they'll grind off either tires that are wearing funny. They'll just grind they'll pretty much, or anything like debris on there comes off, extra mud, opens up the tire again mm-hmm. to the new rubber compound that's underneath there, because tires have more than just one rubber compound. There's several different compounds inside there. To where the tire kind of gets harder mm-hmm. as it goes down, especially in Hoosier tires, probably. Sure. If not a little softer, maybe. And then they'll go through and then just grind every tire down to where it pretty much shows it to be a new tire. Yeah. Um, you'll have the siping there. You'll have, uh, with the grind marks, adds a little bit of traction. That's a little inside know-how. Um, and that's a lot of work just to grind tires. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sitting there grinding tires a couple, three hours, maybe? A couple hours? 20 minutes. 20 minutes? All four in 20 minutes? He's you must a, have a huge grinder. He's, he's got a really we big got, grinder. I mean, we got a big one, and then we got our own stand that spins in a circle, yep. so you just hold it there. Oh, it's perfect. And you can do a tire in probably a minute or two, so oh. even 20 minutes is... That's that's going. pretty good, because yeah, you have you have some some guys that have the grinder where they just have an old hub, and they bolt it to it, yep. and then they got to keep yep. on going around and going around and... I mean, you could you could develop carpal tunnel grinding a tire if you do it wrong. Uh, by the way, Amanda right. Joe just texted us. Hmm. What she what she say? I wonder if Chad works with tires on daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't sell rubber products. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Blake, uh, <laughs> thanks, Amanda. Young in your career, um, have you had that one night yet where you just went, "Okay, this is awesome. This is something to work on. We're getting there." Yeah, kind of. You know, I mean. It's been kind of hard because I'm on my third late model now. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my dad's MB Custom, and then I had the Master Built before I wrecked it. Now I got this Rocket. Mm-hmm. And I think the race that really you know, was kind of that point was actually one of the last races of the year at the Stampede. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably my best race of the year. 
a lot of drivers came over and gave me compliments. And that was the one Brad started like a row or two behind me. And mm-hmm. right before we went out, he said, if you spin out, I'm taking that trailer and you're not going home this weekend. <laughs> so it was quite a bit of pressure. Wow. Uh, you've mentioned three <laughs> different types of chassis. Uh, is there a big difference between the three? Was there a learning curve going from one type of car to another type of chassis to another? I'm probably not the one to ask that because I'm so new to this. Right. Do you, do you feel a sense of change? I mean, do you feel something different in the car? Or do you, you just adapt to it? I, I, going from the MB Custom to the Masterbuilt, they're kind of identical. You can tell the MB Custom was a little tighter yeah. than the drier slick tracks. The Masterbuilt was a little freer. This Rocket now is a lot freer than the Masterbuilt, and I like that a lot better. Yeah. Um, I definitely tell with this Rocket, you got to drive it in a lot harder to get it to stay on the bars. So When you talk about bars, what do you, what do you mean by that for the guys at home? <laughs> well, it's it, kind of hard to explain. I mean, you got so many different uh, four-link bars on the – car that connect yep. to the rear end and then you either have a shock on top of the rear end or in front of it and you always want to keep it rolled over and preloaded so the bars can roll rotate as you're going through the corner what's well, that's not hard to explain you did an awesome job what's yeah. wrong with that oh, he lost me <laughs> uh, i just think in his young career as a late model driver he's he's got the knowledge it's just confidence you'll get there i think it's pretty cool when you're driving around the racetrack and you got like say a Brad saying, or your dad passes you, or you know, and they're running a different line, or a Dustin, you know, whomever. The guys have been doing a lot, little longer, and you're like, I wonder if I should try that. Does that ever go into your head? Like, you know, should I try that line, or should I stay out of here? I mean, I really want to go up there, but I don't want to get in trouble. Well, it sometimes I'll go up there, yeah, but most of the time I'll stay in my line just so I know if a leader's coming by. Yep, they might be racing with someone. I don't want to get in the way of that. I want to just learn the car. I don't want to screw somebody over of a race. You know? I got it. And that first night I was ever out in the late model, I almost, uh, saw, what's the word, soiled myself. Because, <laughs> you know, it was the first night out there. Crapped I, his pants is yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, I thought I was going pretty fast. You know, yeah. me and Minsky were battling with each other. Well, then you could slowly hear somebody coming up behind you and next thing you know, Brad's going in there almost full throttle under the corner. Yep. So, I mean, that scared me. And then you have Joey going by, Dustin, especially Dustin. I mean, I don't know how he can drive that thing into the corner the way he drives. Right. But, you know, it's a lot of fun doing all that stuff. So so when you're racing against the old man, <laughs> um, whoever wins or beats each other at the end of the night... Is there a little bit of that neener, 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 any of that kind of stuff uh, going on afterwards? Uh, if you say no, I'll be very disappointed. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not really because he's always beat me this year. Yeah. Besides yeah. one race, I did beat him at the Stampede one night. Oh, okay. Um, and, he gets out, and he gets out of those cars and gives his dad a thumbs up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I would <laughs> still be rubbing it in. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it – when we're both by each other, I don't know if it's him, but with me, it's almost different. Like you want to go out there and show him you can do this mm-hmm. and yep. try to beat him. But he's got so many, I mean, what is it? 25, 26 years of racing now. 
maybe more. Well, since 92. So, so just about it, 30. It, I mean, yeah. you know. he's just so much more experienced at it. Sure. He can hold a line. He knows what to do. But that it always watching him, he's the one I follow the most. Yeah. Because he can. Oh, perfect. I, I don't know how he can have his car hooked up like that. And do you ask him? Do you like, Dad, come on, tell me, what do you do? I asked Dale, but <laughs> Dale. Yes, don't ask Dad. Well, Dale does a lot of the work on the car. Sure. And every time I ask Dale, he goes, get the F out of here. That's not your responsibility. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even touch the car. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I always know, like, when those, if those two are by each other, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, please, no, no. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Please, no, don't, yeah. no touch, no rub, no yeah. nothing. Because I don't know if I'll make it out to the pits if that happens. I'll be like, okay, I'm going home. Uh, <laughs> Blake and Steve, they're fighting behind the hall yeah. back there. Yeah. Um, Blake, we've had certain guys on the show uh, that have said, you know, eventually they would like to try something different, maybe some asphalt or anything like that. Have you ever thought of that in your mind? Um, racing a different type of car, you're just happy on dirt? What do you think? I mean, when I was younger, it was kind of a goal to try that. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and I have a late model, I'd much rather stay on dirt yeah. and just race late models. Yep. I don't want to do any other class. I mean, if I got offered to run a B-Mod or mm-hmm. a sprint car, I mean... Who? I, I, <laughs> who? Mom, how would you feel about a sprint car? <laughs> You're freaked out over a late model. She's speechless. But she's giving me the mom eyes right yeah, now. Like, shut up. The serious I, mom I, eyes. I don't think I would ever do it because it's not my car. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. if I wreck it, I got to pay for it. So oh, that's 100%. why I'm kind of fine just yep. staying in my own car, doing my own thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had chances to hot lap cars before, uh, but I always say no. Yeah. Uh, because I, that'd be my luck. <laughs> and And then they quit asking me because, well... I, they probably saw me in the beer garden before I went to the drinking. Pits, so, yeah. I, I always tell this story. I don't know if you guys heard. I, I got to hot lap a hobby stock car back in Minot. And I got in it, and I was all excited. And the first, last thing they said to me when I get on the track is, you know, take her easy. You know, she turns in the corner a little bit. Don't worry about it. Your ass end's not leaving you. Uh, don't break the car down. It costs 13000 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm like, um. I, I went around the track. I shit you not. My top speed was 40 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, uh, no speeding for that. I think I soiled myself. But it I seemed, think after he told me. 40 miles an hour probably seemed like about 90, didn't it? It felt like I was flying. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was flying. And my old announcing buddy uh, was announcing me going around the track and told me that the school bus races were two weeks ago. Because that's how slow I was going. <laughs> and he's, he's just... And then I come up there, and uh, um, I forget the guy's name. He's been a long-time racer down in Minot. He's a Hall of Famer down there. Um, and he goes, I think I clocked you going about 40 miles an hour. It took you about 55 seconds per lap. I'm like, thanks for that. <laughs> like, that. That helps. So I totally understand what you're saying when you, when you talk about, and John says it too, about when you guys talk about hot lapping somebody else's vehicle. That's, that's a big, like, that's more than just a little bit of stress because your own, you know what you got into your own piece of equipment out there and to think about some of those b mods are, are pretty damn expensive too you know so it, it's tough it's tough to hop in you know else's. Uh, i'm old uh the 80s yeah. was hard on me my memory's 100 percent. they were but i was uh i was a, quite a runner in high school i was on the track team what yeah i was actually co-captain of the track team this is bullshit um, i was a really good half mile i want to i want to see the yearbook I, here's what i'm getting at <laughs> i think i ran the quarter mile in only about 
maybe nine seconds slower than you drove a race car around a quarter mile. <laughs> and I wasn't that good of a quarter oh, mile. Man, that's hilarious. I'm so fast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that should be the joke of the day. That's the joke of the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's faster, Chad in a race car or John Roberts back in the 80s? <laughs> back in the 80s. John not Roberts now. back in the 80s. Not, uh, not now. Um, your knees would give out. <laughs> Blake, uh, who helps you sponsorship-wise on your race car? Uh, well, we got Grand Fork's best source. There you go. Uh, JW Repair, uh, Promark Services, uh, Schmitz Incorporated. What'd Paul say? Oh, I could have stopped at GFBS. Yeah, you could have stopped at the only non-paying sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had Dustin's business. uh, I think it was Fast Lane. Mm -hmm. I can't. can't, Fast Lane Racing. Yep, that's pretty cool. Um, Spicer. We had Spicer Trucking, Broken Drum, R and R Dirt and Gravel. We had Grinch Sales and Services. Sure. J and G Landscaping, Victory Diesel. Recalk and Calk. right recalk 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 Calk. I thought it was funnier the other way. <laughs> <laughs> just ask Sam to say it. Yeah, just, just ask Sam. <laughs> She's the one that got us the sponsor. Oh, and then Right Choice Electric. How important okay. is it for you to have these sponsors? Uh, it's important because it helps pay for some of the things on the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the sponsors on mine are my dad's. Yep, I got, and they're friends of yours. You've yeah. known a lot of these names you were throwing out there. Uh, I mean, they've been involved with your dad's car too for years. Oh yeah, and you know, with the Spicers, they mm-hmm. come around and help with anything. Well, you name the Spicer name right there. There's ten different companies. I yeah. swear, yeah. I mean, they're doing everything. Those guys. Yeah. Um, was it harder for you to keep sponsorship going last year with the whole COVID thing and everything, or was it not really an issue? I didn't. <laughs> really try to go out and get sponsors mm-hmm. i mean i had the one where jw repair i got the money up to pay for my wrap of my car mm-hmm. um that was a little difficult just because co- i think that's when covid started yep so and then we got recock call call same thing <laughs> I, I say it differently Kalk. than other people i know so. <laughs> You just um, got to do it now. After three more beers, it's going to be a wholly, completely different thing. Yeah, tell you what, we're going to go down to this wall over here, that crack. I'm going to recock that. I'm going to recock that crack. We'll get that taken and care of. And we're not poking fun at the business. No, oh, just man. the way he says but, it. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, we're like a bunch of high school kids in here right now. <laughs> I, I wanted to go out and get more sponsors, but I just didn't because I didn't know mm-hmm. That's, what they would do. With this whole pandemic, very yeah. respectful too, because yes. as a business manager, it's it was a rough year. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, it was. Oh, yeah. You we, know, years ago, I used to uh, wrench. I used to help a guy in an Amod, yeah. and we used to run up in Greenbush, and there was like absolutely zero sponsorship on the car. Now, this was back in the day. I remember one time uh, we had blown a motor. Uh, the following week, we pulled the motor out of a pickup truck that he had, put yeah. it in the race car, went and raced, got back. Pulled the motor out of the race car, put it back in the pickup so we could go to work the next day. But I would ask him, I go, why don't you get any sponsors? Mm-hmm. He says, because if I get sponsors, then I have to be at the racetrack every night. And yeah, I don't know sure. if I can guarantee that. So, you know, that can be an issue, too. Um, and, it, and it's just harder mm-hmm. nowadays to get sponsors because mm-hmm. it seems it like the less or the years go by, there isn't that many people going anymore because you got all... People that used to go back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, they're all getting older, handing mm-hmm. their businesses to their kids, and their kids just don't 
Yeah. It, it's expensive to sponsor a car, really. I mean, you're- well, well, you talked about uh, just the wrap. You know, <clears throat> if we're talking about a race car, how much, if, if off the top of your head, if you can, or just throw out a number out there, Usually, what would yeah. it cost just to have your car wrapped to make it look race ready? Um, I mean, there's so many different places; they all vary, but in a range, I would say six hundred to thousand dollars. Just for easily. and that that's just for sides. That's not a whole car. That's just doing doors. That's just sides. That's doors like, quarter. That's like five hundred dollars more than I paid for my first car, right? <laughs> Six hundred dollars. That's that's. I mean, but yeah, it's it's the whole thing these days. Everything's gonna everything's keeping on going up. Nothing's gonna stay the same. Yeah, yeah. it's always an adjusted market every year. I mean, so I don't I don't foresee. You give some of these cars out there. Those wraps probably cost three grand. You know, you see some of those cars out oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, Blaine Durward probably does a great job down at Octane Inc., and he could probably get you a decent one, too. But that, that's a tough business to be in. That's yeah. a very competitive yeah. business yeah. to be in, especially in the separate Midwest. So, so, you know, a lot of race car drivers, uh, they buy their body panels and all that stuff. Do you guys buy or build your own? We build our own. Mm-hmm. We buy the aluminum sheets from JMS, mm-hmm. and then we just take the old ones or templates we got and trace them out, cut them, bend them. So you have a bead roller, you've got a metal brake, yep. and uh, I suppose uh, lots of rivet guns and drills and things like that? Yes. We got, I mean, you go in our shop, we got everything known to mankind there. So do you guys do the cockpit too, uh, or you just work on the, the body? Um, we do pretty much. I mean, the cockpit comes there, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, it comes totally pretty much all metaled up. <laughs> you totally set him up for that. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, I think you I did. Think so too. Uh, look at the look. We're using that oh, word. Of- I actually have. Well, I have a question that's off topic. So when you're oh, no, yeah, right. <laughs> Never that would not happen. Never. Yeah. So when you're in the stands, I mean, when those cars are ripping around, you get just riddled with you know all the debris from dirt? the track and Heck the dirt yeah. and everything. What's it like inside the? car i mean are you just sitting there just getting sandblasted through the oh, whole that's thing? a great question that's not off topic it's a great that's question. a great question why didn't we think of that i mean yes and no that's why he's we're too busy talking about cockpits yeah okay that's <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> you got paul you got your face shield and your helmet that protects it but if you forget it up just the slightest bit you're getting pelted with dirt and mud and i've gotten hit with a rock i mean size of a baseball mm-hmm. before mm-hmm and I've seen a guy in the stands got hit by a rock from a sprint car and cut his head wide open. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've uh, seen once where they brought somebody in from the stands that got a gash on the leg from a rock. Yep. I was standing, um, you know, on the little tunnel thing coming up the ramp, uh, coming out of turn four a couple of years ago. And I was standing there waiting for a break so I could run back out. Yeah. And I got hit on the side of the head here. It got half... Pretty much my glasses took the brunt of it, but it dropped me to a knee. I mean, it, oh. it was like somebody came up and sucker punched me. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, you and I have walked around this racetrack how many times? Oh, several. You don't see rocks and baseball-sized rocks and stuff laying there, but, you know, they can work their way up. Yeah. Uh, they might be five feet below the dirt at the beginning of the year or, you know, they you bring go it through up winter throughout. and frost and all that stuff, but there's always the chance of debris. You're always going to – yeah, I, I've learned um, – Mike, the head flagman, he gave me a pair of blue – safety glasses and he was like here you might want to wear these my first year here 
And uh, the Nordic Speed Warehouse from the, the racetrack's probably 20 feet from the grandstand, so we had a little bit of leeway. Mm-hmm. Here, we're right on top of it. Uh, I never knew how much I'd have to wear those when I was on the inside. My goodness, we get... I mean, just... I can't imagine the drivers, how many times you guys got to... How many times you got to pull um, a face shield? I don't that much right? compared to others, but you've seen other people just go... Every, every so, lap. Yeah. Boom. Some people go through a whole pack of tear-offs, and then some people go through three or four of them a night. Right. Nothing so. better than dirt in your beer, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Something to shove in an on, you know. Got to stand there with your thumb over the top like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heather, by the way, texted in and says, I got a washer and a bolt in my lap during a World of Outlaws show. Hmm. I believe it. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, that could have came off anybody's we car had a, or whatever. We had a young, little young girl uh, this year at a World of Outlaws show get hit in the head. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the hospital and get, uh, get stitches. Yeah. It's, it's, so, I mean, you're always going to take that chance. Um, yeah. I think the River City Speedway, uh, you know, and that's one thing that, that you and I have talked about that we got to do. I really want to get up to Ada this year. Yep. Uh, I, I want to go to Devil's Lake more. Lisbon. Uh, Lisbon, I would like to go out there too. Yep. And, and maybe I'll be able to do that this year, but uh, you're always going to take a chance. But River City Speedway, these guys have got this track always in such good shape that um, usually you, you don't worry about too much that kind of stuff. No, Doogie and the guys got to do a, do a great job every night, I think. And that track prep crew is probably one of the best in the state, you yeah. know, especially to have what we have here. Uh, but you always know it's a good track when uh, the, first, the beginning of the night, when I'm down there on the stage doing the little pre-show, uh, and we get out of the crowd ready to rock and roll, and that, de- that, that, show, that thing's so clean, mm-hmm. you know. And then come intermission, that thing's so full of mud. <laughs> You know it's going to be a good racing night those nights. So this wasn't that bad, was it, you guys? No. no. I, it was fun. Um, I'm looking forward See? to watching you this year. Me too, buddy. Um, uh, you keep, just keep climbing those steps. You keep on doing it. It ain't easy doing what you do. Huh? Get him a bigger sticker. Get him a bigger sticker. If you rate, well, yeah. Obviously, you're doing better promotes bigger stickers. Well, I'm probably have to give him some money then. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> same size sticker. Same size sticker. Just um, keep on doing good. You know, no. for one thing, Blake, uh, it ain't easy driving a late model race car. And for another thing, um, it ain't easy driving a late model at River City Speedway because Amen we have that. got. I mean, it doesn't matter. You look out at the Wild West shootout. Guys that are here at the River City Speedway all the time. I mean, they rocked out there. Yeah. So, I mean, you are going against every Friday night some of the best competition you're going to find. And uh, so keep it up, man. Uh, Looking forward to it, buddy. Awesome. I can't wait. Uh, Robin, I think. Wasn't bad? Was this bad? No. Oh, gosh, no. This This is is easy. This is easy, right? Yeah. This is nothing. Still nervous, Blake? No, it got better during <laughs> See? the end of the show. So. I started talking about you hitting the wall, and everything just went open good. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you were going to bring up the other thing. Want to hear <laughs> a good story? Yes. Okay, to finish it off, maybe. Yeah. Know, but this goes to show how, as a race car, even driver, wife, whatever, just you're into racing huge. That's what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. So poor Casey McGovin, when he was our pit guy, you know, we were racing up in Estevan. Well, Estevan's what, six hours? Yeah. We had a two-day show. Poor Casey couldn't get across the border. Oh. So. Oh, boy. We put him up at a hotel in Portal. And we're like, we drove around the town like, oh, look, they even got a bar. So you'll be good. How dedicated. You know what I mean? We're not driving back six hours. We're here. We're racing for two days. Right. So he was fine staying. We left him our PlayStation and all that to put in the hotel. Yeah. You feel bad. I mean, but it's like, man, you drive that far to go racing. You got to do what you got to do. You know, and. 
Well, we came back. <laughs> First words out of his mouth. You effers are never leaving me again. <laughs> We're like, yeah. oh, God, what happened? The bar was closed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Portal, oh. Portal, North Dakota is like, there uh, there there's nothing, nothing there. there. Yeah. It's strictly to the port of Canada. Is that even considered an armpit? Oh, my gosh. And no, the, it's, it's uh, north of Minot, north, uh, northwest of yeah. Minot. I mean, so in that place. They were remodeling at the time. They are remodeling yeah. the hotel? No, the bar. Oh, the bar. Yeah. I'm sp- how was the hotel? How was that, I wonder? Well, he didn't um, say anything bad about it, but he did try to go over to the off-duty, yeah. or, you know, for that they have there. Yeah. Bring yeah. him to his room. They wouldn't let him. Jeez. So I felt Talk bad about a dry him. weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so no wonder why we got cussed out when we... <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the show with a couple of texts. Uh, yes, City Hunter, Camel, Hi, Robin, Madsen, Anderson, and all. Hi, Cindy. Uh, Kim, Fossum, Schnellbach. Is yep. that right? Yep. Blake, I remember you as a baby. I still have not seen you race. I was scared with dad. I think I'd be biting my nails watching you. <laughs> Her husband used to pit for oh. Steve. RiverCitySpeedway.tv. Also, they were our neighbors. Watch it there. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having um, I hope it was okay for you. Chad, thanks, buddy. I'm always happy to be here, my friend. Uh, working on next week's show. I'm thinking maybe Zach Umdahl and oh. maybe who did I mention earlier? Swangler. Yeah, we're hoping to get uh, Josh Swangler on the show. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Strandell, you keep that phone open because I'm going to be getting a hold of you, too. Uh, there you go. I love talking about racing. We love Dirty Thursdays, and especially when it comes to when the whole family is involved. I mean, it's something we've been saying all along. Uh, dirt track racing is a family thing. And this is a family, family thing here, the Anderson family. And thank you, Blake and Robin, for coming in and Chad and all of you. Uh, We'd also like to thank the Bubble Laundry Company for bringing you today's show. If you are sick and tired of doing laundry every day, washer and dryer maybe just a little bit too small for those bigger loads, well, why don't you let the Bubble Laundry Company do it for you? They have drop-off laundry service. They neatly fold and bag your clothing for just a buck and a quarter a pound for clothing. You know the Bubble... That newly remodeled store, 61 high-speed machines for self-service. They do commercial laundry, too. Check out the newly remodeled store. Three TVs, free fast Wi-Fi, ATMs, soda and snack machines. Even have an old-school arcade game to play while you're doing your laundry. Stop in for self-service from 5.30 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week. And drop-off service Monday through Thursday from 9 to 9 and Friday through Sunday from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You know what? You can do it yourself or you can have it done for you. Bubble Laundry Company, 1401 12th Avenue South. It's right behind that little strip mall with uh, the lighting gallery in Mexican Village. Go check it out. If you're sick and tired of the laundry mat you've been using, Bubble Laundry Company could be for you. Call 701-800-3084 to find out more. Well, let's see. Don't forget, we are now on Amazon Music. Just tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast. It'll do it. Tomorrow we have Scott or Scott... Or Scott and Scott. <laughs> Longtime partners from Integrity Fundraisers. They're going to be talking about some new stuff going on over there. Hey, make sure you like, share, and tag us, all right? Man, I love Dirty Thursdays. You know, Grand Forks is great. And Grand Forks' best source is giving Grand Forks an identity again. Thank you. Thank you.